Hello world and welcome to my podcast, The Bull, The China Shop and I. This is a show for everybody who is ready to rock the boat and instigate. Some will call it a rant. I'm calling it an overdue cleansing of what is swept under the rug to make room for better, for bolder and for braver. My name is Isabella Izzy Zacek and yes, I'm an instigator, but on the side of the angels. Yep, I did steal that line from my second favorite TV show, The West Wing. It is all about the uncomfortable topics and challenges out there in the business world that we all know about, but don't want to talk about, or do we? What we're going to do on this show is to take uncomfortable truths apart and discuss direction we could take going forward to approach these truths for action and impact. So let's open Pandora's box and turn what comes out of it into goodness. My one for this podcast, raise voices, trigger change, and start actions and a movement. So let's get started. I'm grateful that you're here with us. To be diverse or not to be diverse? What is the question? As we all know, diversity and inclusion are the latest buzzwords and organizational focus these days. Finally, and fully right so. Though it is rather sad to witness that a company now requires a designated chief executive and a department to implement diversity and inclusion, something that should come natural to us. As a German, I have a, I've long struggled with the female quota that was introduced in Germany in 2016, requiring that women hold 30% of top board seats. By the way, in 2018, it is still less than 30%. So part of me says, yes, we need it um, to get a foot into the door, right? A door that has been closed for oh so long. But the other part of me finds it mortifying that a law must be passed that reduces women to an openly disadvantaged group that needs this type of legislative support. I thought we are the majority. So over the years, I made my peace with it, though. And yes, as I'm living in the United States at this point in time, I was also happy to see that diversity was a positive outcome of the 2018 midterms here, which is an election halfway through a presidential term. However, I cannot shake off the question that has been with me for many years, and especially due to the current momentum. What truly is diversity? I mean, seriously, what is it? How do we show it? How do we feel it? How do we speak about it? How do we embrace it? How do we live it? Reading through tons of research statistics and articles, there seems to be one common thread. Diversity must be seen and declared to the outside. It is defined by gender, race, age, and openly declared preferences. But what about the diversity of thoughts and opinions? How can we proclaim diversity based on superficial attributes to please the eye of the beholder? 
I'm aware that not everyone will share my views. Of course, because in the end, these are my views. Why do we think, though, that visible, visible diversity, or as I like to call it, for everyone's eyes only, is equal to improvements, innovation, and performance? Yes, we have some statistics available, right? For example, um, in 2018, the Peterson Institute for International Economics completed a survey of 21,980 firms from 91 countries. So I say that again, 21,980 firms from 91 countries and found that having women at the C-suite level significantly increases net margins. A profitable firm at which 30% of leaders are women could expect to add more than one percentage point to its net margin compared with an otherwise similar firm with no female leaders, the report notes. Again, I'm not trying to make a case against diversity, but for me, the root causes that need to be acknowledged and resolved to lift true inclusion and build diversity into every company's foundation go way deeper. It shouldn't take a department. So how do we build it in, in the, into the DNA of everyone? Like turning it into matter that, that makes us. When I moved to the US many years ago, I underestimated the power of PC. For everyone, just in case you're not aware, PC stands for political correctness. But don't worry, I was reminded of it almost on a daily basis. I worked in a big corporation. I've traveled to the US many, many times, basically at that point for the past 20 years of my life. But there was still so much to learn as soon as I moved over here. Cultural differences were definitely part of the equation. And it took me, as well as my team back then, probably a year to adjust to each other. Something I tried to implement with my team as a leader was to get rid of being PC and being respectful while being vocal instead. Respectful to other people's ideas, approaches, and thoughts as long as these would not intentionally and personally hurt any individual. So what is so different about this? Before I moved to the US, I was told to avoid any personal viewpoints or discussion about religion, politics, and anything that could possibly be in opposition to anyone's thought and perspectives. And that was equated right out of the gate to feelings and lawsuits. I believe that by quasi-mandatory exclusion of life topics that evoke emotional responses in the workplace, you're suppressing diverse thinking and personal connection, both of which are fundamental in creating trust, loyalty, and dedication, and ultimately are, the, are a cornerstone for progress and innovation. Isn't it more about the respect for each other than the opinion itself? Everyone advocates for authenticity in and outside of the workplace. But let me ask you, how authentic can you be when you have to keep your perhaps not mainstream approved thoughts to yourself? 
out of fear of being made fun of, being called difficult and emotional, or not being considered for a career advancement or a promotion. Isn't it that type of diversity that challenges the status quo, boosts innovation, empowers bold thinking, and encourages actions? And isn't the exclusion of these diverse opinions and approaches leading to further frustration, silos, and gaps? Raise your voice. You hear it everywhere, left and right. Raise your voice. Yes, but at what cost? And yes, I'm speaking from experience as I know very well what happens when you raise your voice to call out bullying and confide in a mentor for guidance and in turn being called an immature leader who does not understand the bigger picture by the way, by said mentor. And to be fully transparent, said mentor was a woman, but definitely not part of what I call the sisterhood. The antonym of diversity is uniformity. So is the current trend of superficial diversity only leading to uniformity in the end? As a female leader, I always looked for the best skilled, best experienced, best suited human. And I say that again, best suited human being to fill a position, no matter the gender, race, or preference. Based on transparent recruiting, thoughtful assessment, and a bold vision not because of connections or popular agreement. And I admit, there were times I nearly chose the comfort that is agreement and same thoughts right out of the gate over fierce discussions and arguments because it would have been easier and quicker. But truth be told, it would have not been and never be that beneficial in the long run. So Andy DeFranco said, I know there is strength in the differences between us. I know there is comfort where we overlap. I love that quote. So here's a direction, right? I'm looking at diversity from a female perspective. I'm white and cannot speak for or on behalf of anyone else. And while I was never given a free or easy pass at anything, the biggest challenge I faced almost always led back to unpopular views and opinions I voiced voiced or stood up for, for being too passionate in Europe and not being cheerleader enough in the US. What nearly broke the camel's back for me was the good old advice of dressing for the role, also provided by a female executive who, in all fairness, was or always dressed rather snappy and professionally. Until that moment, I actually did wear suits and did not really partake in any casual Friday, so no tank tops, camouflage, or short shorts. Here's what bothered me about this advice. It wasn't so much the fashion statement, but once again, the need to conform to a preset standard and to be visible, visibly appealing to fit, in, to fit in instead of standing out. It wasn't really about results and definitely not about personal expression. So, what does it take to create, encourage, and sustain diversity and inclusion inside out and outside in? It takes an honest look in the mirror. It takes commitment to do the hard work and not dodge the tough questions and decisions. 
It is about taking chances on people who are not like you, do not agree with the popular decision and could be considered out there. And it is about starting and sustaining an honest and transparent dialogue, top to bottom and bottom to top, throughout every organization and level. It is not just about creating further overlay teams or departments. It is not about simply ticking the box by rolling out one diversity and inclusion training after another without aligning strategy to people and processes. It is not about policies that live on websites and in handbooks. And it is not forgetting about past decisions and quite frankly, mistakes. So here it is, it is inevitable to shake up top leadership levels and to open the books on, on hiring, succession planning and promotion. Transparency is such a gift to get people on board, on your side and by your side for the journey. And investing into training that teaches the art of outlandish ideas and audacious goals, such as design thinking. Right, enabling chaos by direction, not chaos through absence of direction, as the psychologist Edward de Bono said. And just leaving you with that thought by one of my faves, Malcolm Forbes, diversity, the art of thinking independently, together. Thank you for listening to The Bull, The China Shop and I, with yours truly, Isabella Izitsatze. If you like our show and want to know more about the podcast and me, myself and I, please check out www.thebullthechinashopandi.com and leave us a review on the platform of your choice. Oh, and if you have any uncomfortable truths ready to be exposed, let us know. We want to hear from you. Always remember this Izzyism. Your uncomfortable truths are the foundation of permanent revolutions.